This is Voice to Culture, a podcast for the modern-day confused citizen. Should gun control be enforced, and if so, to what extent? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. This episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to have a debate between the affirmative, which will be Caroline and I, who will argue for gun control, and the opposition, Amy and Kelly, who will argue against gun control. Michelle will act as the judge of this debate, playing devil's advocate and trying to stump us with difficult questions. Disclaimer, this is just a debate and does not necessarily reflect our personal views. And honestly, this is kind of more of like a debate style Socratic seminar because debates are scary. Okay. So. Okay, so what does gun control look like and what does gun rights look like? Okay, so for me, just like, just like, the most basic, I guess, of gun control is like, obviously background checks, like more, I feel like universal, like more um, like federal background checks and more like restrictions, I guess. Um, what I think is um, there should be like a licensing system. Like um, I know like several states have like implemented that, like um, Connecticut, um, they've like implemented um, a licensing system um, in 1995 and like over the next 10 years um, they saw like a dramatic drop in gun homicides and gun suicides and compared to Missouri which had a licensing system until they got rid of it in 2007 um, over the next decade they saw like a huge spike in homicides and um, gun suicides um, I think as well like it's like pretty popular among like voters who like live like in a house with a gun so like um i saw this statistic and um it said that like 68% of like american voters um think it's a good idea and um if you have all american voters 77 um percent of them agree that having a licensing system is a good idea people will like put the cause of some like school shooters or just like mass shootings like at mental illness but I feel like yeah like we should kind of like prevent that in the first place like look at people like if they are seen as not fit to be able to possess a gun then they shouldn't have the right to a gun in the first place and like yes like some states have that like like I think in California it's a lot more regulated especially if you have like um a criminal pass and whatever then you can't own a gun but that's not federally mandated. I don't think, I don't know. I feel like we should start like preventing the problem before it becomes a problem. Like we should start at the root. I feel like everything should start at the roots and we should like ban. I know that the statistic is that more gun violence is from like handguns, but I still think that we should um, eliminate like ARs or like, yeah, like automatic weapons. Like those definitely should be banned because I feel like mass shootings are the most, and I know that people are like, oh, like, like, because, so usually when, like, gun control conversations happen is, like, right after mass shootings because mass shootings are, you know, big tragedy, and then people will be like, oh, like, you're, you know, you're using a tragedy to, like, promote your agenda, but I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) like, when else are we gonna have these conversations? Like, mass shootings are, you know, obviously tragic, and then, yes, politicians, I feel like the okay to in reference to Helen's point about how um like when there's a mass shooting people who are conservative tend to argue that it's more towards 
the mental health of an in, of like the of the shooter um like i think it's also it has to do with the the usually school shooters they they take their their guns from their parents so it's not just about like their mental health it's also like responsibility and consideration to um owning a gun so like wait so we're arguing like should there be guns versus there shouldn't be guns right yeah, yeah i guess well, you could... hold on that's actually what i'm kind of like if you about i don't something just yeah, so like so like i feel like you could be pro-gun but also be like like it's it's common sense to to like ha- like there needs to be a license if you if you need to get a gun because um like obviously a kid who whose brain isn't fully developed shouldn't have access to a gun so if like like it's obviously a, someone's right to to um own a weapon for self-defense because um you know like for example like the patriarchy in our system um Obviously, it's come to the point where women feel the need to carry around pepper spray and, um, you know, like the knuckles. Um, there's even like instances lately, like at Target, there where there's like um, like claims of sex trafficking, and um, you know we've also seen like uh, cars being zip tied as a sign of sex trafficking. So like oftentimes it's it's like as a woman who is living in a society where um, women are often the victims in crimes, a gun would be very useful for self-defense. And like, if if your attacker has a gun, then you're more likely to survive if you also have a gun. And really what's important is if you know how to use it responsibly and you know where to keep it without um, any accident happening or like your, your weapon falls into the wrong hands. If you know that your perpetrator has a gun, like you would feel safer having a gun too to like protect yourself. And according to the Pew Research Center, they found that of the nearly 70% of Americans who do not own a gun, 36% of them reported that they can see themselves owning one in the future. And I feel like personally, if I were living alone in like a big city, I would probably want a gun too to protect myself because I know that like, especially with the recent hate crimes against like Asian elders and Asian women, like it's just so scary out there that you can't like expect other people to protect you. You can't expect security guards to protect you, even though that's their job. You have to really look after yourself. But I mean, a counter to that though is women are also like targeted like more by guns. Like so if we didn't have as many guns present, then like then women wouldn't be as threatened because um most like crimes, especially with like women, it's a lot of like domestic um violence and so like women are more more likely targeted by um like their you know like a husband or an ex or something like that and also crime against women it's like more when there is a gun like in the house and so if there weren't a gun then it would likely decrease and also guns are also um like self-defense guns aren't really used in self-defense i think there's some statistic I don't know the exact statistic, but yeah, it's like self def guns aren't actually used in self-defense. It's like a very small percentage um, when guns are used, like that are actually used in self-defense. And it's a lot more like crime, I guess, like violent crimes. Yeah, exactly. Like if we really needed the guns for protection, then why are only 0.9% of the gun usage actually from defense? Doesn't that mean that guns are the cause of violence? Yeah, I was like, there's the statistic. I was like, I don't know what the statistic is. 
we were all waiting for Michelle to speak. Let's be real. Okay, but um, I think there was like a point about it in Freakonomics. Actually, it was like, oh, do you feel safer um, having your kid go to a house where their parents own a gun, or do you feel more safe at a pool party? And and there were like more. There was a statistic where it was like kids are more likely to die by drowning than they are to um, get shot. In I don't remember. Never mind. Cancel that. <laughs> Cancel that. <laughs> no, wait. That's a like true statistic. I don't know. Like where I don't. I don't have the book. Wait. Wait. Let me pull up the book. I have it right here. <laughs> yeah, but I remember there was a statistic like that where where um like it was something like that. But I was gonna be sitting here in silence for a second. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that makes a good like argument for in terms of like rhetoric and how we perceive like different ways that like homicide occurs so dying by a gun versus like dying by drowning this like you could also argue that well when you die by a gun it's more easy to control by saying like let's ban all guns or let's put you know restrictions on who can buy a gun versus drowning you can't ban the water like you you ban people for having pools but like there's still gonna be like the oceans you know yeah I don't know I feel like it's like intense like a gun is kind of like intended for either you know self-defense or like to kill or for sport versus like a pool or a car that's not like the main intention to kill like the okay well that's a little extreme but, what if but yeah and like what if you buy a gun with the attention to self-defense and not use it for violence well I mean it's still like a, a use okay self-defense is kind of like a branch of violence is it not <laughs> you would pull it willingly you would pull it willingly on a kid right yeah well but pools are for like fun <laughs> this is a hard argument i don't know like oh michelle you um, want to explain it oh yeah i think it is i might be wrong though but i think it's heuristic bias i think it basically um it's like you it's because the media portrays it so it's like um you think you have like a larger chance of getting like killed by like um as Amy said like like in the parents' house in the sleepover than drowning because um you see on like the news and stuff it's more prevalent you see like um like people dying from like gun shootings and stuff could it also be because like the media it's more interesting to report a story that someone died from like getting shot versus dying by drowning because if it's like drowning it's like oh you you're dumb for going in the water versus like you get shot it's like oh like how unfortunate that you were there at that time that someone else took your life moving on (laughs) i don't know um so actually i wanted to bring back to um like the whole talk about like well if there's if there were no guns that there wouldn't be any like shootings right so i actually want to bring up what's happening in switzerland so Switzerland is a country known for actually having a high like amount of the population owning guns. Like they're known for like being pro-gun, but compared to the US, whereas like the United States has nearly 12 deaths for every 100,000 of people, Switzerland only has around seven. So even though they have a lot of guns, their percentage of gun violence is almost close to zero. And I was actually curious, like, why is it that? Like there's so much gun violence here and not so much in Switzerland. And so I found is that they, not only did they like, okay, as a concession, not only did they do like background checks and like they actually like use like common sense in their laws, they carry ammunition separately from weapons. So it's not even just like gun is having a gun is the problem or 
distributing the market has been the problem. It's how we treat our people and how we enforce morals and ethics in them. So it comes back to the argument of like, how do we prevent the problem before it actually happens? Because everyone wants to, you know, stop mass shootings. Everyone wants everyone to be safe while still being able to protect themselves. So how do we actually get to that without being so tyrannical with gun control and mandating everyone to give up their guns in a way that would only play more violence? Yeah, I find Kelly's point like really interesting because I know that a lot of people say that like mental health is the problem, right? But like, is mental health the issue though, or is it entitlement? Because most people say that mass school shootings are due to bullying, but if that's really like the cause, why isn't the demographic of school shooters minority consistent? We don't see queer shooters or like POC shooters, you know? Like, when isn't that the demographic that like are often the victims of bullying due to discrimination? And like, as a correlation and result, the group that suffers from poor mental health. And like, additionally, um, in like Langman's like research, like, like in Langman's like research in 2015 and 2017, for example, they found that like many of the shooters weren't like bullied and that those who were bullied rarely aimed their attacks at the particular students who had picked on them. So is it really like bullying and mental health or is it more of like racism? Well, first of all, it's racism. <laughs> also, Michelle went off. <laughs> Um, like if bullying caused school shootings and you would see a lot more like minorities so like transgender people like queer people um, POC but uh, you you mainly see it's like white boys <laughs> it's like it's like white people uh, specifically like white males who are the you know like school shooters and it's because like white males are the most like they have the most privilege in this country. They have the most, not even in this country, everywhere to be honest. Um, and they're the most entitled. And so it often comes to like, I guess like them getting either it's like rejected or like if they feel like they haven't, their expectations for their privilege, like they haven't, haven't been met. They're like, oh, like I deserve this and this, but it just kind of shows that like they feel very entitled to everything. And if they don't get something, then then all of a sudden, okay, I'm gonna shoot at my school. So no, it's not like bullying because then like you wouldn't see as many white males, you would see a lot more minorities. Um, oh yeah. And then like, yeah, the whole like bullets, like ammunition thing. Yeah, it's, I feel like gun control should also like, like put a either like ban or restrict a lot more like large capacity magazines. I don't know anything about guns. I think that's what they're called. Like, like you can't load as many like bullets into a gun. So like we should like ban more of those. Yeah, there's just like, it, it kind of just like comes back to like systemic racism and like the over-policing. And like, a lot of people tend to feel the need to, to own a gun for self-defense because like, who's gonna protect them if, it's like obviously police can't, like there's this argument, it's like, I don't know, people will ask like, okay, like, so if you're in trouble, like who do you call, what do you call the cops? But like, what do the cops have that you don't? Guns, so like what, you know? I don't know, it just comes to like, I guess more training, but then obviously cops are corrupt, so. Well, yeah, I think that's why we should make it so that, like, um, gun control applies to authorities as well. Um, if you look at um, places like um, Japan, um, their off-duty police aren't allowed to carry firearms, and most encounters with, like, suspects often, like, involve, like, combinations of, like, martial arts or, like, striking weapons. It's not guns. Um, and because, like, the police are using like sublethal like 
forces on people like the public won't won't like fear or less likely to fear that they're gonna be harmed or like they're gonna be shot so then they won't feel the need to own a firearm or like own like a gun you know and in contrast you see like in the U.S. like the U.S. has like a more militarized like police force that consists of like automatic um weapons and like armored cars um and like as a result you you kind of see like there's like the people's like trust in them are significantly less than like those in like um those citizens in Japan and they'll feel the need to like to want to like own like a firearm to like protect themselves from the people that are um supposed to protect them <laughs> yeah no no yeah 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 basically like that and like as Helen said before yeah there's a racial bias in our police system and like the police themselves are like systemically racist you know why are like uh, unlike like white men you know why are black people like scared of being pulled over by the police you know why is it more likely that they're being pulled over it's like these kind of factors that are like that correlate with like gun reform restrictions you know like if we do reform them then wouldn't they just be targeting like those minorities and like minority populated areas you know i think this brings up uh, a good court case that discusses like the legitimacy of the second amendment versus like individual <laughs> the second amendment versus like individual rights in terms of like the right to bear arms so in 2010 the McDonald versus Chicago case was a landmark case that basically talked about this individual person. His name was Otis McDonald, and he, I think he was like a black man living in Chicago at the time when it was really unsafe, and he needed to buy a gun to obviously like protect himself. But because Chicago had like this ban on like buying guns, he couldn't buy it. He was like, you know what? That's a violation of my constitutional right. And he sued. I, I guess he sued. And so it became a question of is it the states or is it the federal like government's job to enforce that individual's rights to bear arms and to be able to protect themselves so what I guess what I guess what I want to ask you guys is it should it be the state's individual responsibility to determine their own gun laws or should it be a federal like a national level statewide within the U.S. that gun control should be like solidified throughout all the states well, like because our our government is a federal system, which means that we still have national unity, but there's like power distributed to the state governments as well. That means that like state governments like they should still abide by like federal laws, and like the federal law is like um, determined by the constitution. But like other gray area matters, such as um, like driving driving speeds is like something that states should be in control of. Um, I think in general, I think like the gun control law should be federal because um, the ability to own a firearm has been written in our constitution ever since it was made. Um, and also like guns have been branched out to be used in recreational use, like at, at uh, shooting ranges or like for like hunting, even though it's not like very ethical, but <laughs> uh, like guns have been used in in um have been used for other purposes as well so and like due to the fact that it's written in the constitution that should mean that it should apply to all states and it shouldn't be something that like the state would dictate but that's just like like lit like 
thinking about it from the literal sense, then yes, like the whole nation should, like guns should be legalized. Yeah. So the Second Amendment does apply to all states, like as solidified in the case. So I think my question is more towards like, in terms of like gun control and ensuring things like licensing, like should it be up to the states to determine like what their licensing rules are or should it be like a national like set? Because obviously like living in like near San Francisco or LA where it's like heavily populated and like crime rates are gonna be higher than somewhere in the Midwest where there's not as many people. So it kind of begs the question of like, is it the government's place to be dictating what gun control laws should be? Like, is it constitutional? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, yeah, so like states with like weak gun control laws, they do suffer from more gun violence and states with more strict gun laws, they do have less like deaths from guns. So yeah, I, I guess the kind of like, yes, it should be federal. Cause like, why is that in some states with like stricter gun laws, they have fewer deaths and then in other states with weaker gun laws, they have more gun violence. So like, if you make it federal, then like less gun violence, Maybe like the fact that um, some gun control laws in different states are so like different, but they're and there's like so many like different levels of violence in like states could be like to the extent or like how severe gun control laws are enforced. So I feel like that's really more of a question of how how strict should gun control laws be. I feel like one thing that should be important when considering like how how like um, strict gun gun control should be should also be like security measures like and it's not just like security measures as in like um, like how many security guards there are but it could also be like technology like cameras and metal detectors as well. Yeah, like I agree, but like at the same time, like you know, like none of the shooters involved in the Sandy Hook, San Bernardino, or Orlando shootings, they none of them were all like on the FBI watch list at the time of the respective shootings, and the Sandy Hook and San Bernardino shooters did not purchase their own weapons, and the Orlando shooter passed a background check to purchase his. So like, yeah, would these security measures like really work though, or are they only preventing like poor people and minorities? from buying a gun while like the upper and middle classes are able to like obtain the gun? Um, I think I agree with that. Like it could just make it harder to to get a gun. But I think like part of that is like because of systematic racism in our country. And then the other part of that is um, just like making sure that guns, like again, it just like like revolves around like the the theme of like um, guns should be in the right hands like it should be in like it's about responsibility when you're when you own a firearm because like I think it's it's a right to own a gun but I think that um, it's there isn't anything wrong with having like security measures or like extra steps to make sure that someone is valid in um, getting and getting their own gun and obviously there's going to be some people who like game the system and like don't deserve to get a a gun but then they like still do but like the more the more like double checking or like more like measures there are I think like in Swiss I'm not sure which which country I think it was like in Switzerland they like double check to see like um like they do like they go into someone's house and then they like double check to see like how like the like the 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 firearms 
user is, you know? And I think like, um, if you own a gun, then you should just be like more prepared to, like you should be like more prepared to follow through with like the precautions and the responsibilities that owning it requires. Uh, I feel like they should just be like strictly, I don't know like what specific like checks that we could do. But I feel like just like more bans on guns in general, just cause like, cause it's like, we've seen it be like effective in other countries, like Australia after like a mass shooting, they like immediately like made changes to laws and they like banned more guns, like automatic guns. And they um, like required licensing and like, it's been very effective and like gun death rates and stuff have like been declining a lot and like there hasn't been like a single mass shooting in Australia ever since and like it's been effective in other countries too what was it oh yeah and like even like Sandy Hook like how tragic that like children died and yet we still didn't do anything like gun control didn't get stricter or anything and like with Virginia Tech and like Parkland and so many other victims that we keep remembering as victims instead of like survivors of what should have been like the first mass. I think when you mentioned like how Australia like because they like ban guns it's a lot more safer now and so like people feel safer to live there so even as like a national concern or economic concerns in terms of like our country ensuring that our citizens like have are and understand like how mental health and education how much that should be prioritized in our system before we decide to like completely ban guns is vital because if we just ban guns like out of nowhere again that can come with repercussions in terms of creating like, the black market and you know people always find a way to still shoot up schools unfortunately prohibition I mean, yeah we've seen prohibition fail like they ban alcohol what happened like yeah, even more like smuggling and like yeah. repeal the alcohol tax. And I feel like like Kyle, how do you pronounce his last name? Rittenhouse. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that like so many people like raised money for his bail. And it was like a lot of money too. It was like how much was it? A mil- two million? I think it was like two million. Um yeah, like, like people like raised money for him to like walk free. And like now he's like walking free still. And he was like literally like he like posed for pictures wearing a shirt I forgot what the shirt said but it was like stupid mm-hmm. and he was literally like he's like underage and he was like in a bar like drinking it like people are like celebrating him and like calling him a hero when he killed innocent people I don't know why like I don't know whatever this doesn't really answer the conversation yet it's just like dumb and also like people who praise like Caitlin Bennett I don't know if you guys seen like oh my god oh (laughs) Oh, good god I was gonna bring this up actually what is like the point I didn't do any research on this but I just like I don't know like what is the point of like open carry laws like why would you just walk around please not her thinking she did something no but yeah like she literally just walks around like her school like with a big ass gun like why is that why do people fight so hard for those laws like open carry laws I don't know because like in California it's like concealed carry so you're not just like openly walking around with guns everywhere but I've seen like states where people like I remember also like when I forgot which state it was but there was like a Black Lives Matter protest and then like all these like people Trump supporters like walked up to them and like they all had like guns and stuff and it was like really scary so I don't know like, is it just like and like why are there open carry gun laws I don't know let me search it up actually like, why do people fight for them like what if someone just carried a knife openly 
like that's that's I feel like that's the same vibes like you're just like you you just want to like why you want to do that because you want to seem threatening because you want to make other people feel unsafe like there's a difference between owning a gun and then like carrying it and like flaunting it in front of other people's faces I don't know the case was District of Columbia versus Heller in 2008 so it was also a landmark decision says that second amendment protects individual individuals rights to keep in their arms like unconnected with the militia and like for purposes like self-defense um but it's not unlimited and you have to regulate gun ownership so yeah basically what we're talking about today like how many years later 13 (laughs) yeah i don't know what's a good wrap up anyone have any like closing thoughts okay it's not very much a debate, actually. Yeah, it's like just a regular episode. This is a little like a Socratic seminar. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, that wraps up our debate on gun control. While this debate does not necessarily reflect our personal views, we hope that you were able to learn a little bit more about multiple sides to this issue. If you are interested in what we do and want to better understand what we're about, please check out all our socials. All ads are opposed to culture. If you like this episode, please give us a review or a like and subscribe. Hit the bell icon to be notified every time we upload a video. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Please stay safe and healthy, everyone. Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay.